Welcome to Obstetric Training's podcast. This is our episode six, and I'm delighted to be joined by Emma Hollis, who is the Chief Executive of NASBIT. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming to join us. And um, it would be useful, perhaps, just to uh, kind of set the scene for our, for our mentors and anybody else who's listening in today, um, having a think about uh, what, you, what you know about Oxfordshire teacher training and and, um, and the, the work that we've been doing with NASBET as a whole would be great just to start us off. Absolutely. So we're working really closely with Oxfordshire teacher training in a couple of different ways. Yeah. Um, Patrick sits on our board of trustees, yes. so works really closely with us on a number of issues. As a board, we meet six times a year. We also have a, the classic WhatsApp group, so lots yes. of questions are going back and yes. forth between board uh, the trustees on the board. Um, a constant ongoing conversation yeah. there. Uh, Patrick's also one of our management support partners, so we have when our members are looking for support in a whole range of things. Mm. Sometimes it might be that they're expecting the call and they want somebody to come and be a friendly, yes. a friendly face yes. to do some early early thinking. Yeah. We also offer coaching for new and experienced skip leaders. Um, so Patrick works with us from that perspective, and we also have a really close relationship with Sally Price, who mm. works with us really closely on mental health and well-being. So Sally has not only written a book for our yes. Early Career Teacher yes. series. And, uh, those of you who are avid listeners might remember episode three when Sally came and talked to us about that. And that's been really yes. successful yeah. and a well-received uh, addition to that series. Yes. We're very, very grateful for that. And Sally has also written mental health first aid program for specifically for skits, yeah. working with initial teacher trainers, and she delivers those three times last year. Uh, that's due to be delivered delivered twice this year. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. And um, we're, we're hugely grateful as an organisation for everything that, that NASBIT does. It's, it's, uh, it's really exciting. And uh, what we're going to be really focusing in today is thinking about um, those of you who are mentors or thinking about being mentors um, working with us or indeed mentors working with any provider um, in the skip world is having a little think about, um, first of all, your wealth of experience, because I know you're going to be writing um, a book as well for the the Central Guides That's uh, right. at some point in the future. Yep. Um, but also, also thinking about um, some very exciting things that are about to be launched as well um, through the new NASBIT website, um, which is being uh, about to go live with it in its new format in the next uh, few weeks. Absolutely, end of this month. Absolutely. So um, let's let's start off. Um, so so you know, with your wealth of experience across skits across the whole of the country and 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 beyond. Um, what, what for you are, you are you thinking about as being an effective mentor working with initial teacher training? I think at a really high level, yeah. and the, you know, the very first thing you're looking yeah. for is somebody who is has got the passion and the willingness to work with new and early yes. career teachers. There yes. has to be a drive to do that. And in order for that to be successful, there's a couple of things that need to be in place. One, yeah. one is the willingness for your own personal and professional development, because what we find is when they work well, the mentor often gets as much, if not more, out yeah, of a mentoring relationship than the mentee yes. does. Yes. Uh, there has to be the capacity and the time, yeah. which is often <coughs> one of the most difficult yes. uh, difficult yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, time needs to be given willingly. It needs to be given yes. with a good heart. Yes. Um, and uh, I think the other one that I can sometimes be quite difficult, particularly for new mentors, is an understanding that your role is to help that trainee or early career teacher be the best teacher they can be and not to try and create a miniature version of yes, yourself yes, <laughs> no matter how successful you may be absolutely because I mean one of the things of course that's really important about training to, to become a teacher is that uh, um, in, in any provider whether it be a, a skip route or a, um, a university led route um, you're going to be in more than one school so you don't want to be that person who works perfectly for that one school because 
hopefully you'll get that contrast um, between um, at least one, one other school to see how it's going to be, to help you with your decision making in the future about whether you might want to go and teach. Absolutely, that's right. So um, one of the things that I know we, we're going to be uh, digging into more deeply later on this year um, with, with future podcasts and with other things, uh, obviously to teach a training, is that balance between the personal qualities that mentors need to have and also um, the, the understanding of the procedures around that there. Um, so I thought it might be interesting if we just have a little bit of a think about that and, and see where that, that leads us. It is always a really interesting balance, yes. isn't it? Because yeah. uh, you can have all of those things I talked about, all of the, the willingness and the capacity and the desire yes. to do yeah. it. Um, but ultimately, there are certain things that need to be achieved. And sometimes yes. that is some paperwork. Sometimes that is some ev- evidence gathering, yeah. reporting. Yeah. Um, and it might be uh, procedural uh, issues within your school. So there, there are two lots of procedures that you're having yes. to think about all the time, yes. your school's procedures and also the training provider's yeah. procedures. So you do have to have a, a sense of organisation, yeah. um, and this is where the capacity and the time is so is so important, um, and will be key be a key theme as we're talking oh, uh, yes. this afternoon. Yes. Yeah, <coughs> Equally, you can be excellent at the paperwork, and uh, you can be tick every box and m- make every meeting. But if the yes. warmth of the relationship isn't there, if the trust hasn't been built, then that's all going to fall apart. So Completely. there is a fine Completely. line to, to yeah. walk between the two. Absolutely, yeah, and. Um, there's, there's no there's no easy answer for, for trying to, to kind of help to improve one or the other, but just being aware of them, I guess, is probably a very good place to start. From Absolutely, and keeping open communication, talking all the time, talking yeah. to the school, talking to the provider, talking to the trainee, being aware when there might be a, a mismatch on either yeah. one of those sides and asking yeah. for not being afraid to ask for help. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, this... this you know, I'm just thinking about about what, what you know ac- across the whole country rather than ju- just thinking um, within our own organisation. Um, we're, we're thinking about that role of the mentor and how it changes during the, the, the year. And um, so that those of you who are mentors who work to teach training will know that um, we, we give an awful lot of uh, support in terms of thinking about how that role does change, um, partly through training, partly through the handbooks that we have, but just thinking about it from a, from a, you know, a, a wider perspective. Um, yeah, I think my thinking's been really crystallised on this that exact issue recently yeah. because I've been doing some work around cognitive load theory and what yeah. that might mean in terms of initial teacher training and uh, training early career teachers. And there's some really powerful learning that comes from cognitive load mm-hmm. theory in terms of how you, uh, how you teach a novice versus how you teach somebody who's becoming more secure. Um, and what a novice might need is worked examples. They may need more time. They may need yeah. to unpick what's happened yeah. and the time and space to do that. And that's when you're working with them really in that mentoring role. As they move away from that, actually having worked examples can overload you yeah. because you're trying to deal with the worked example yes. and, and yeah. you're then not able to concentrate on your own practice. So as, as your trainee becomes more confident, uh, you need to work with them in a different yeah. way, and that's where you might start to work with them more on a coaching basis. Yeah. Uh, you might ask them to find their own solutions or present their own examples to you before having a go Definitely. in the classroom. Yeah. But I think the other thing that's really important to remember, because we can, we quite often go on these coaching training courses yes. and come away thinking, I'm going to I'm going to coach, and that's the best yes. thing that yes. I can do for my trainee. Uh, but it's recognising that sometimes people do need mentoring and yeah. it isn't a linear progression. No, not at um, all. I went on a, a high-level coaching course and uh, it's really stuck with me that the, the lady who was running that programme said you wouldn't coach somebody to the bus stop. Sometimes it is o- 
okay just to tell and there are occasions when it's absolutely fine to give somebody the answer if it's quicker if it's more effective if there is a correct answer then probably it's okay to give it rather than asking somebody to find their own way Um, but equally there isn't a linear progression from mentoring into coaching and where somebody may be really confident with one particular class or one Mm. particular behaviour management technique or brilliant on a Monday morning um, but struggles on a Friday afternoon then it may be that you need to move between mentoring and coaching back and forth in a cyclical way all the way through the year. Absolutely that's really really helpful I think for quite a lot of our our mentors so um, when when this particular episode um, first gets broadcast it's going to be middle of of our year just kind of uh, middle of March time and so um, many mentors might be thinking oh right um, it's time for me to go into coaching mode quite soon now but not necessarily not no, necessarily that's absolutely true and actually yeah. this is a classic time for wobbles yes so yes many people that you may have been yes. feeling are quite confident yeah. for some time at yeah. midpoint in the year will have a wobble and, and need a little bit more nurturing a little again. bit back to that one there and again those those people so we've, we've got many many of ours uh, our, our trainees our associate teachers are, are moving from uh, one placement to another they've been there now for a few weeks mm. and it's then that sense of uh, maybe I am going to need to just go back and just think about, okay, do I need to have a worked example again of how to do something mm. because I'm in a different setting and what I think was going to work didn't work. That's so do right. I need to approach it in a slightly different yeah. way? Or it, so it didn't work with this new group of children. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yes. And um, it's it's fascinating talking with, with people who are training at the moment who are perhaps teaching the same lesson to two different groups and then saying, I don't really understand why when I tried it with this group, it worked, and then we tried the same lesson again, and it didn't work with those. And of course, you know, we know only too well. That's, absolutely. That's <laughs> teaching for the for the whole duration, is you know all of that kind of thing there. Now, um, in terms of mentors developing their own professional knowledge and their skills and their understanding, and and, and in terms of, of that that position that the mentor has in terms of strengthening school culture, um, it's always good if we can give support. And um, perhaps now is a good, is a good chance for us just to talk a little bit about something very exciting, which. Nesbitt's um, just about to, to launch as part of the new website, um, the professional framework for teacher educators. So I'm going to let you tell us a lot about this. So this is a really exciting new development yeah. um, and our, as, you, as you rightly say our website's launching towards the end of this month and it's going to have a new uh, zone on there uh, specifically for mentors, coaches, teacher Wonderful. educators working in schools. Um, it's uh, called the Teacher, Educator and Mentoring Zone, TEMZ, um, and within that you will find our professional framework for teacher educators. The professional framework uh, built upon the mentor standards, which you may remember were published yeah. some years ago, um, but in the sector they were felt, although they were harmless and they probably said uh, what you would expect, they didn't quite go far enough in terms of exemplifying, well, what does that mean for me as a yeah. mentor, how can I identify where I need to improve? And so we worked with a, a fantastic group of people from across the sector, including SKITS, Teaching Schools and HEIs, yeah. um, Higher Education Institutes, for those yes. who are, aren't used to working uh, with, with them. Um, and we've developed uh, a framework that we're really proud of um, that really exemplifies what we think are the skills, knowledge and understanding that you mm-hmm. need to be a successful mentor. The intent behind this is not to be something that you feel the need to tick box against, gather yeah. evidence yeah. against. What it's there for is for you to be able to reflect, to have a look, to say, actually, that's an area I'd like to know more about, uh, and we will signpost you to some great ways to, great. to find out more. Great. Excellent. So um, within, within this uh, framework, um, we've got four sections. 
That's right. So we're split into uh, four four general sections, which uh, broadly are learning and teaching, mm. uh, professional relationships. We were talking yes, about relationships yeah, and the importance of those yes. earlier. Organisation and management. There yeah. we go. It pops yeah. up again. And professional learning and development. Yes. And within each of those, there are four or five um, further sections where you drill down into the specifics of what that means. So to give you an example, within professional uh, relationships, we talk about how do you form effective relationships? How do you respect learners and the learners right from the pupils through to your trainees and yourself as a learner, of course? Um, How to be culturally aware, how to embrace ethical leadership and how to develop professional identities. And each of the four areas have got a similar breakdown of, uh, yeah. of specifics. And the way the website will work is that you'll be able to select any one of those. There'll be a broad overview of what we think that means for you as a mentor. And then there will be signposts to all kinds of case studies, some uh, examples of great practice, yeah. some further reading. Against each one, there'll be a, a quick win. So three things I can do now to improve my practice. Back in back in school tomorrow, great, great. and then some uh, for those of you who've got the time and the interest and further reading, which yeah. we will summarise for yeah. you, but then give you the links to go and find. Brilliant. Over time, we're looking to develop uh, that into a more interactive um, space, so uh, some professional learning conversations can take place, and we're also uh, starting to seek out some talking heads. So we're going to go and interview mentors, film them, and um, have advice from mentors for mentors on the website. So you can just imagine as a, as a mentor this, this is going to be absolute gold dust. We hope so. We hope it's going to be the go-to resource. We really, yeah, it's it's it certainly has the potential to be, to really be there to, to help, and it's it's really good that you're thinking about this idea of um, the quick fix and the deep. I don't want to use the deep, the deep dive term, but, but that, that's, that's, that's certainly that idea that if you want to look into something much more deeply, you'll have the opportunity to do that. But we are you know, really, really aware that for mentors, time is, is the, one of the biggest challenges. And so having something that's there that helps you to have that quick fix is going to be really, really important just to think about it. Even if it's just a case of saying, OK, quick fix. Yeah, I'm doing that already. Or, uh, oh, I could do that in a slightly different way and just yeah. thinking about what's going to go on there. So, so for, for, for our current mentors and those who are thinking about being mentors in the future, this is, this is going to be on the website um, and uh, fully fledged at the end of March or developing itself through? So every area is going to, ha- is going to be populated with the Great. beginnings of those yes. things that I've described yeah. and then over time, and that, that's going to be interactive, so we're going to be coming Wonderful. to you as people sign on, as people are using Great. it, if you've got ideas, if you've got something that you think Brilliant. would be helpful, so it's going to evolve over time. Great. Great. That's fantastic. Um, so. With, with, with that in mind, um, I'm, I'm thinking also about um, the, the new um, initial teacher training core content framework. Yeah. So um, at the time of uh, recording this with Emma, um, which is our episode six, um, I've actually also just um, had um, a wonderful interview with Sam Twiston, who's the chair of that. And I know that you were part of that expert Absolutely. advisory group there, and we'll talk a little bit about it in a minute. But um, that's going to be coming out um, as episode eight for, for us. But um, just thinking about this this uh, this new core content framework, and um, and for those of you who haven't yet had a chance to look at this, one of the things that's in there is is thinking about this idea of mentors being experts mm. and 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 the idea of the expert colleague. And I know we've been talking about this before anyway, but um, let's have a little think about that idea of a mentor being the expert and what input they're going to do, but also what they're not going to need to do. Yeah. 
I think if you first glance at the ITT core content, it could feel quite overwhelming as a mentor. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's born out of the best of intentions, which was the, the core content group <coughs> and the Department for Education were really keen to recognise how key the role of mentor is. Yeah. We know, and you're smiling yeah. as I've said this, we yes. know as, as providers of initial teacher training, it is the relationship between the mentor and the mentee that yeah. will make or break the, yeah. the success of that yeah. trainee going forward. And so we were really keen to recognise that, partly because we're all about changing cultures in schools. We yeah. think that mentors have been underrated for too long um, and that that role yes. needs to be recognised yeah. and celebrated. Yeah. And so we were bigging up the role of the mentor in everything that we were saying. And then yes. when we stepped back and looked, we thought what we don't want to do is for mentors to feel it's all on their shoulders. Yeah. Because whilst we're recognising the importance of the mentor, what we're not expecting, and I do want to be really clear, if there's one message yes. you can yeah. take away from today, it's not that you as mentor are the expert in everything. That would be impossible. No, no one of us can be no. the expert in everything. What we are asking you to do is to have an overview of that core content and think, I know where the best place to go for that information is so that you yes. can signpost your trainee to the very best person. And that, do, that could be the LSA who works in the classroom next door who's yeah. got the best knowledge of how to work with little whoever yes. because they've got the best relationship with them. It could be yeah. the SEMCO, it could yeah. be the person who tells you where to get the really good glue sticks. You know, it, it, it genuinely is, yes. where do yes. you signpost your yes. trainee to so that they get the best possible information they can. And I think that's a, that's a really valuable thing for uh, us to be thinking about on a, on a much more general general sense is that um, there is always that risk when one takes on the role of being a mentor that you're thinking, I am the mentor, therefore it is entirely my responsibility. Mm. And um, you know, if, if there's a, you know, what, one of the things that we get fed back from associate teachers who, who work with us is, is that uh, you know, we get wonderful feedback about our mentors. Um, one of the things that sometimes comes through is, you know, I've had the most amazing time, I've, I've made so much progress, I really feel ready to start my early career now as a teacher, and the one person who I've always been, who's been there to help has, has been the mentor. Um, it sounds as though that person has, is taking on an awful lot, mm. so I think it's really vital that, they, they, that, that we, we make sure that mentors understand that, you know, when we're reading through the core content framework, we're thinking about if it says, um, with expert advice, um, for something like that or expert input it doesn't mean it's mental 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 all the time no absolutely as, as one of the things yeah. i'd love to champion and if yeah. i if i had yeah. a magic wand would, yes. would change overnight is the culture in schools to stop thinking about mentoring being a one-to-one -one relationship yeah. and start thinking about mentorship Yes. being the responsibility of the whole school in the same yeah. way that safeguarding is the responsibility of everybody yeah. within the school yeah. mentorship is the responsibility of everybody it's the person who walks past and hears the class isn't going great and pops their head in the door whether yes. they know that trainee or yeah, not yeah, yeah. it's the person who sits and spends some time in the staff yes. room yeah. uh, laughing over something that's happened that day or commiserating yeah. over something that hasn't gone well yeah. if it takes a village to raise a child it takes an entire school community yes. to raise a, a and new that teacher. culture is we, we, we are in such uh, a powerful position in a way um, as initial teacher trainers because we're helping to, to develop uh, right from the start someone's someone so that when they go in the, the, the way in which they'll contribute to the school's culture is, is going to be you know Absolutely. it's going to be there and, and I think we've, we've got this this is I do feel like this is a really exciting time at the moment in terms of the way uh, the, the core content framework the early career framework leading into those first two years rather than just thinking about NQT as that one year and then you let loose and that's Absolutely. it um, and also in a way the way that the, the, the new Ofsted framework both for initial teacher training which 
is, is currently in consultation, but also um, in schools, is now in its first year, how this is, this is less about um, tick boxing in terms of outcomes, this is, this is more about, okay, so what is it that you're actually doing to, to make sure that you're teaching them high quality? So it's some really, really good stuff there. So thinking about Nesbit, I mean, I, I can't remember if I said this at the beginning of, the, of, of our discussion, um, for, uh, we'd like to hope that everybody knows what NASBIT is, but um, it's the National Association for School-Based Teacher Training. Of school-based teacher, school teacher training. Very deliberately. We don't do things for people, also, we do things yes. with people. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, we've been around for a really long time, actually. Yeah. Uh, my predecessor, Martin, was uh, was there at the beginning when it was six yes. people sat around a table yes. about, um, about 20 years ago yes. now, and we've grown yeah. from that to an organisation. We have over 96% of the sector. Yeah. We train collectively over 10,000 trainings a year. Um, we're predominantly SKIP members, but we yes. also have uh, university members, right, we have yes. teaching school members, yes. we have some private members yeah. because they're interested in what we're doing, um, yeah. and, and a really powerful voice now in, very in the sector. Very much so, very much so, yeah, so, so you know, we, we, we talk about it all the time, in the same way that we talk about the, the word SKIT all the time, and, and people who uh, work with us you know, sometimes have to just remind and explain what that is. So thinking about Nasbit's role then in, in, in supporting skits, obviously we've got this amazing professional framework that's um, coming along and various other things as well. Um, anything else that you'd want to just let us know about, um, particularly for people who perhaps don't know so much about what Nasbit's doing that, that will be a particular benefit to, to mentors themselves? Yeah, specifically thinking about mentors, we have a suite of teacher educator programmes which yeah. we licence out to our members. So I, I run or, or colleagues run a, a level three program which is an assen essentially a facilitator training program um, and then once you've been trained to use the materials we have a, a whole suite of mentor training programs which are uh, nationally accredited by us uh, that have been through rigorous QA uh, policies yeah. procedures uh, we've just had our first um, external uh, impact assessment which has shown that over 650 mentors were trained through the program last right. year and the impact has been really, really positive. Fantastic. So um, yes. that's something that we're really proud of, and which is yeah. rolling out. And obviously, at a time where mentor training is uh, is vitally important, yeah. it's something that we think uh, our members and and mentors will be able yes. to benefit from. Excellent. And uh, from Oxford to teacher training's point of view, I think it's a case of watch this space in terms of, of what's been going on with that, and um, doing some work on that this year. Mm -hmm. um, so. Here we are. Um, we're, we're we're kind of getting towards towards the end of our time talking this afternoon. Um, it's been it's been absolutely brilliant to hear about some of the new developments going on. Fantastic to hear hear your thoughts at this stage here. Um, perhaps just to, to finish with here, um, we've we've talked about how this is an incredibly rewarding role. We've, we've talked about some of the challenges and things there. But what particular kind of challenges are you seeing um, in terms of that? Um, do apologise, we're in the middle of London and uh, you may have just heard <laughs> the landmines going by as, as we go through that. Um. Uh, we've recently, funnily yes. enough, uh, done a, a poll to our members to yes. ask exactly that question, what yes. is the biggest challenge that you yeah. find and unsurprisingly, and it's come up several times yes. during our conversation, yes. uh, it is the time that yeah. is given to mentors or yeah. not given yes. to mentors. Um, and I think we are in, it's, that's about changing cultures in schools, yeah. that's about schools recognising the importance of mentoring yeah. uh, with very limited CPD budgets. Um, my, my plea to schools is if you're going to spend money on anything, if yes. you spend money on mentoring then actually your mentor, really high quality mentor can be yes. dealing with 
all kinds of other things that you may you may want to develop so um, but I do think that uh, for mentors out there we have never been in a stronger position or at a better time to be able to change that culture we've got behind us the DfE you can see that quite clearly through the core content framework and the early career framework Uh, they are already working hard on specialist MPQs and the very first MPQ they're working Mm -hmm. on is one for teacher educators they're calling it teacher developers but um, that, that's a, a semantic issue. Uh, and also Ofsted is behind us. For, for once, Ofsted are, <laughs> yes, are, are yes. kind of uh, leading the charge in something that we want them to. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is the right time to, to, to fight hard, and I do think it is a fight to, yes. to have the role yes. of the re- mentor recognised for, yeah. uh, for just how important it is. Brilliant, brilliant. Emma, thank you so much for this afternoon. Thank you for having uh, it's me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, um, we really look forward to uh, having a, a closer look at the professional framework for teacher educators um, on the website um, at the end of this month. And uh, I know that um, we're in Oxford Teacher Training, they do our utmost to try and help support and help with the interactivity of that. Um, Fantastic, in the look forward to working so, with you. Brilliant, thank you.